Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to LettermanRow.com, everyone. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That is Spencer Holbrook. We are Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Auto. We are Talking Stuff as per usual about Ohio State football recruiting, hence the name of the show. Spencer, what's up? How are you? I'm great. I'm ready to talk about some uh, 2022 and 2023 recruiting. Maybe maybe even 2021. There's still something out there. So, I mean, who knows what we're going to talk about? We We don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just like in a really good mood today, Spencer. It seems like, and of course, we've all been fooled before. Uh, it just feels like things might be normalizing. The NCAA, uh, you know, com- committee and competition or competition committee or competition who commits committees. I don't know. Whatever they do, like they had a conversation on, what's today? Today is when, no, Wednesday. You know, they had a conversation Wednesday about the dead period ending at the end of May and they didn't vote on it yet, but there at least seems to be some positive traction heading toward the June 1 date being when things at least go from dead to quiet on the recruiting front. We had an opportunity to talk with Ryan Day a little bit um, as he you know, previewed spring football. That's available on LettermanRoad.com and here on YouTube, of course, if, uh, if you want to check out the 45 minutes of, of conversation with, with Coach Day. Uh, and, and overall, Spencer, it just feels like things are starting to regulate a little bit. The Buckeyes have been crazy busy on the offer trail in the last few weeks, especially in the class of 2023. And while we don't really get into the minutia of every offer on this show, um, I think we'll start this episode of Talking Stuff uh, talking about the most recent offer in the class of 2022. And um, because I think people are going to automatically assume that an offer to North Carolina running back Omarion Hampton is in some way indicating something bad happening when it comes to the Buckeyes recruitment of Dallin Hayden or Nick Singleton or Damari Alston or any of the other running backs out there. And I just think it's important to, to preface the rest of the conversation by saying the offer to Hampton has absolutely nothing to do with any of those other guys. I think the offer to Hampton has a lot to do with the fact that he's a top 150 overall player in the country and one of the top running back prospects in America, and not a lot to do with the other guys who are also top 150 prospects and top players in America. So I think that's just, it's Ohio State. You're going, there's going to be offers extended. There are going to be guys that Ohio State likes once they see film of said guys. So I just think that's the nature of it, right? So I don't think it's anything to really hoot and holler about, but I do think there's some significance to making that offer when, you know, right now you still can't see these 2022 guys. We thought Ohio State was going to be pretty selective in, in the running back room. Maybe they take two. Maybe it's it, this is a sign that they're going to take two. Maybe that's what the sign is. Well, I think the most important thing to understand is that, uh, as I said, Hampton is in North Carolina. North Carolina has now been playing their jun- his junior season of football for the last three weeks. So, Ohio State now has junior film to watch of a kid like Omarion Hampton at six foot, 215 pounds, and the offer comes. Had North Carolina been able to play football back in September, there's a fairly good chance this offer would have happened then. 
So you have to obviously consider that. But I think what you just said there is is accurate. I think the, the reality is this is at least an indicator that there is a thought of a second running back in this class, because I do believe that both Dallin Hayden and Nick Singleton, especially uh, are players that are favoring Ohio State at this time. I don't know that there's any imminent commitment with either one of them. We'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes, but I think there's at least an opportunity uh, for Ohio State to always be prepared in case of emergency break glass on a second running back in the class. Because look at the roster. They got burnt in 2020. They, they weren't ready because they thought they had a five-star running back. I think this is them evolving in their recruiting to know that they have other guys, not necessarily in the chamber, but but understand that other guys uh, could be there if they're top choice or not like as a fallback, but you know what I'm trying to say. They're, they yeah. always have options. Ohio State always has options on the recruiting trail. People naturally want to come to play football at Ohio State. And so if you have a few more offers out, if some things do go sideways with with one of the one or two of those guys, you you still can have that relationship with another running back uh, to fall back on and, and to talk to and see if he wants to play for Ohio State. Yeah, Tony Alford made no bones about it uh, in the last year plus whenever the media has had a chance to talk to him about the recruiting stuff. He was not going to get caught flat-footed again like he did in the summer of 2019 when he thought he had a commitment from Bajan Robinson and thought he had a commitment from Jalen Knighton. And though neither, you know, the Ohio State was the presumptive leader for both, neither one of them would make a commitment publicly. And then all of a sudden the rug was pulled out from underneath uh, Alfred's feet and Ohio State was four months behind in trying to find a replacement for those guys. And I just, I don't think that that will ever happen again to Tony Alfred uh, in his career as a coach. I think he learned a valuable lesson. Uh, I think that Ohio State understands its position in the hierarchy of college football recruiting and understanding that they are one of the two or three best programs in America. And every single player in the country, once you get an Ohio State offer, you become a viable option for them. And you simply cannot rest on your laurels and think, I've done nine months, 10 months of relationship building with this one kid. And I feel like he's going to end up at Ohio State and then not explore other options because it's 2021, man. These kids are exploring other options. I mean, that's just the facts. They are constantly being bombarded by by coaches and um, and other players, and and you can't you simply can't be caught with your you know with your breath. You can't take a breath in this situation. Yeah, Ohio State got lucky in that 2020 class. That Mayan Williams was there, and and they could get in on that on his recruitment a little late and still be able to reel him in. They, you know, I think it's safe to say they got lucky with that situation because Mayan Williams is looks like a guy who can really make an impact. That is not always going to happen. You cannot, like you said, be flat-footed. You can't take a breath in recruiting because the second you do, somebody else is going to leapfrog you in a recruitment and you're going to be stuck if you're flat-footed, not really knowing where to turn in a recruitment. So I think these offers are pretty important. I think they tell you uh, maybe a couple tea leaves of maybe the second running back or, you know, who's impressing them through the spring season, like you said, but it doesn't really impact the other guys because I think we're going to talk about this and other, and other guys making a visit right now. Yeah. I mean, Dallin Hayden, uh, the four-star running back from Memphis, Tennessee visited Ohio state on Wednesday on his own with his father. He's heading to Notre Dame for a visit there on Thursday. And those two schools are sort of at the top of the list for him and Nick Singleton, the other running back that I think is really most worth watching for Ohio State in the cycle right now is sort of the the pin, it's sort of the premier back or the, the first back 
Um, and and you don't make that visit on your spring break week. You don't make the trip from Memphis to Columbus unless you're really serious about Ohio State. And I feel like there's a maybe a little bit of a of a burning in the back of these kids' mind right now. Like they, they don't know for sure if Ohio State's going to take two running backs in this class. I think that that becomes a conversation uh, maybe five, six months from now when you start to see how the roster shakes out and how spring ball works out for Ohio State, who steps up, who who, who emerges. Um, but I think for, for the 2022 tailbacks, if the Buckeyes only end up with one, I think that there has to be a feeling of if I wait too long, there might not be a spot for me if that's where they really want to be. It's not to say that, you know, hey, Ohio State or Notre Dame is certainly a great secondary option. But if you have a preference, it may be time to show your your cards. It's also of note that Notre Dame already has a running back committed in this class. Now, you don't really know how they're going to use that running back. He's 5'11", 180 pounds. It's Jadarian Price. So it's just interesting to me that Notre Dame already has a running back in the class. We're talking about schools that could potentially take two and a roster squeeze on a position that, you know, it's not offensive line. It's not defensive line. When you're taking running backs, you're taking one or two, one, maybe two guys, and that's your class. So if you have a, a list of Ohio State, Notre Dame, and maybe one other school, it, it's not as much of a wait and see game with at the running back position as it is maybe at other positions. And that's uh, a blessing, but it's also a curse for these running backs. Yeah. I don't think that there is any problem for either Singleton or um, uh, Dallin Hayden, who, again, I'm just going to, I think those two are the ones at the top of the list for Ohio state. There are guys like Alston out there that are, are very close behind. I just think that right now those two have sort of separated um, from the pack uh, neither one of those two has indicated that playing in a or being recruited in a two back class is a problem, which is OK. But it's just funny because this is the way the, the the recruiting cookie crumbles. Like if you go back to 2020, when you think you have two commitments in the class and then you end up with one, then 2021, when you were thinking you were only going to go after one, then you have to take two. And now 2022, you're sort of in this flux because. We don't know if Steel Chambers is going to be moved to linebacker. There has been some rumblings about that. Master Teague will be, you know, uh, done with his eligibility following this season. Marcus Crowley's health may still be a concern if he's not able to get back to full speed. So you could have three running backs on the roster or you could have six running backs on the roster. And so, so much of what happens next gets figured out over the next handful of months. But you know for sure you're taking one. And that's where I think – it, you might see a, a push, not by Ohio State necessarily, but in the minds of these running backs, like how long can you wait before you wait yourself out of a class? Again, if that's where you want to be, it may be time to play your cards. Yeah, and we saw it in the 2020 class, or 2021 class, excuse me, when Evan Pryor committed, and then just was it two weeks later, Travion Henderson committed because then you, I think Travion Henderson understood, okay, there's already one running back committed. This is where I want to go. I'm going to lock in my spot as the second running back or, you know, first running back. You know what I'm trying to say. But that was, I think that had a little bit to do with it. You know, Ohio State's recruiting these running backs. I want in that class. I'm going to commit now, even though I haven't visited there. You could see that maybe in this class. I wouldn't be surprised. But also with that June 1st date coming up, you know, I saw a graphic for the first time in over a year of a guy uh, sharing that he was going to take an official visit in June. And I think yeah. that's a great thing to see. It's, it's a sense of normalcy. You might see these guys wait. And then in June, it could be a really busy month for these commitments. 
Well, there's no doubt if, if official visit season opens up in June, as schools are hoping, that it's going to be wild. So you you might see, I mean, here we are, we're, we're heading to, you know, April already here. So it's not like uh, it's that much longer to keep waiting. But if you're a guy like Dallin Hayden, who was born in Columbus, his father played at Tennessee, uh, he's obviously become very close with Tony Alford. The relationship that he has with the staff is, is excellent. Um, you wonder, you know, is he comfortable enough waiting until June and how much of that decision making is based on what he sees or hears from a guy like Nick Singleton, like is Nick waiting? You know, it, like I think that there's going to be a lot of um, back and forth, like trying to figure out what the other guy is doing. Singleton says he's going to wait to take official visits. Dallin Hayden is on the fence uh, on that from what I've heard. I think that the fact that he's visiting Ohio State and Notre Dame back-to-back days when those are um, almost unquestionably the top two schools on his list, then I, I'm not saying that he could go home and commit. Uh, I'm saying that I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes home and thinks about it and then tries to evaluate if he can afford to wait until June to visit again in an official capacity if he believes that Singleton and others will do the same. So I think that that's going to be fascinating to watch. Makes sense. Um, talking about dudes who, uh, you know, who need to take visits, uh, the, the biggest one in the country is Keontae Goodwin. Uh, and I don't mean just the biggest dude. I mean, he might be. Um, but also, you know, for Ohio State, maybe the most important player on the board left for the Buckeyes in the class of 2022 to get that, you know, lockdown tackle is Goodwin. And he hinted on Twitter on Tuesday, Spencer, that he was going to be releasing his top five soon. He just very recently released a top 13, like three weeks ago. So clearly things have uh, accelerated in the recruiting world for him. And while he hasn't announced the top five, I'm just going to posit a guess at it and say that it's uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Kentucky, and the dark horse here is Michigan State, uh, who I, he's, he's developed a really good relationship um, with Mel Tucker up there, from what I understand. And so I think that that's going to be the five. Um, but he was so adamant when I was down in Louisville uh, a month ago or three weeks ago, or however long ago it was, um, that he needed, absolutely needed to make visits before he could make any decision. And I think what you're seeing here by this cutting down the list from that 13 to five ASAP is maybe an indicator that his goal is to get to June one, take five official visits and make a decision. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of guys do that. I think the top five lists are going to be very popular because guys are going to decide the five they're going to take official visits to because, uh, you know, that's just the number they're allowed to, and they're going to cut it down to five. But I think this is huge. You know, as as long as Ohio State remains in the fold, I think they've got a pretty good chance just because when you're going up against Michigan State and when you're going up against Kentucky, those are two schools that might not have great success on the field. And on the field success doesn't always equate in recruiting, but it does say something in the fall. If two of the five schools that you are looking at are near 500 and the other three are competing for the college football playoff that that's that's kind of hard to keep in your mind so i think this top five is interesting i think it's good for ohio state um but i also think you know when you have when you're competing against alabama and clemson you just never know what's going to happen it, it, it becomes a a whole new ball game when you get into the you start you stop competing with notre dame and michigan and Penn State, and you get into the Clemson and Alabama discussion, it just becomes a different game. 
Yeah, and it is going to be a whole new ball game for Keontae Goodwin when he's allowed to take official visits. And I, I don't know if I said it on a previous version of Talking Stuff or if I just wrote it uh, in the dot in the eyes column on Letterman Row. But with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I had to predict today where Keontae Goodwin was choosing, like if, if, if today was signing day, he had to sign somewhere, I do think he'd pick Kentucky which is I, maybe a little concerning for folks. But as a kid that is all about relationships and where he's been and who he knows in person, that's where he's been the most. And that's where his relationships are. That's where Wandale Robinson, who uh, you know is very close with him through the Aspirations Gym where he trains, uh, that's you know where there's just seems to be that extra connection because he's been there multiple times. Kentucky has done despite the fact that they remain somewhat mediocre on the field record-wise, they have done a nice job developing offensive linemen in the last handful of years, although they've got new coaches coming in there. It just, you just wonder, like, uh, you know, how long is he going to wait? And that's why I think what you said is accurate. There's going to be a lot of kids in these next few months that sit down and say, okay, it's probably worthless to put out a top 20 list right now because I have two months to really narrow down five schools that I'm going to go visit in five straight weekends or, or you know, in, in a, in a 10 day stretch to make a decision. These kids have not been anywhere for a year and a half. They are all champing at the bit to do that. And I really think that you're going to see a, a rush of commitments from the best players in the country um, this summer. And I think Keontae Goodwin cutting down that list from 13 to five in such a short amount of time when he hasn't visited anywhere else speaks to how seriously he's taking this process and the maturity uh, with which he's handling it and, and the advisors he has around him because that's a smart decision. There's no point in wasting your time, you know, um, trying to make other schools feel good on Twitter at this point. These kids need to really narrow down and focus on themselves. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the key to it. And I think he's doing it the right way. I think that, getting a top five list together right now instead of waiting for maybe even June 1st to get a top five list and reveal where he's going to go, you know, by yeah. the next couple of weeks, we'll already know, okay, those are the five that are getting official visits and maybe even a couple of those won't even get those official visits. So I think yeah, that's a and, smart move by him. Uh, totally understand and, uh, and agree 100%. And that's why I think there's actually a, you know, I'm saying, I, I think you're going to see it, but then you see Ernest Green, the four-star offensive guard out of California, the nation's number one ranked guard in the 2022 class. He only released a top 10 this week. And, but that's a kid who has played one game of his junior season. And so it's, it's weird to see this, this uh, disparity between kids who are all in the same class, but they're all at different points in this process because they're literally some of them are not have not played their junior season of football yet and so their recruitments may not be able to um you know get um you know off track or on track here until they can figure out exactly who's real with them uh and who's really interested in them when it comes to uh seeing their junior film obviously ohio state has been involved with ernest green for a long time uh, he is, uh, you know, from the same high school as Court Williams and the same high school uh, as Wyatt Davis. 
So it's Ohio State, it's Oklahoma, it's LSU, it's Texas, Oregon, Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and of course, USC. And now you're talking about a kid who that one's likely going to go till December, January, I would think. But um, you just start to wonder how different it is for these kids who are all entirely different parts of their of their process. Yeah, if you watch Ernest Green's film, you'll be very, very impressed. And that's just the sophomore stuff. Uh, so I'm excited when he finally puts out a junior tape. I think he's got a chance to to really rise and be one of the top 25, 30 players in the country when it's all said and done. Um, and that's a guy that, again, Ohio State would love to get a lockdown tackle. Ohio State would love to get a guy who kind of reminds you a little bit of what Wyatt Davis was in high school. And I think that that worked out pretty well from from Bosco. I think that Ernest Green could work out pretty well for Ohio State. This is going to be a recruitment that's going to be a lot of fun to track. And uh, like you said, he's so early in this process. Usually, you know, he would be thinking about a senior season and thinking about all those things. He's just now getting into the the meat of his junior year. So it's, it's just kind of weird. Uh, it's a weird time in recruiting, especially for some of these guys who are trying to figure out what schools they want to go to, but also trying to figure out who else is going to offer because some of these teams are just waiting to offer until they see the junior field. Yeah, and at a place like St. John Bosco, the Buckeyes know exactly what they're getting personality-wise, character-wise. So they they feel a little bit more um, at ease, I, I guess, with going all in on, on a kid like that without junior film, as opposed to going back to the, the running back situation, Omarion Hampton, who they really didn't know much about out of Cleveland High School in, in uh, North Carolina. So there, it's just all these little... Uh, you know, the little nuance that's involved in, in the recruiting world and, and where you're comfortable with your relationships as a staff, where you feel comfortable as far as knowing how the players have been progressing in the program. St. John Bosco is is basically a, a low, it's a mid-major college program. So um, they, these kids, uh, are, it's a fairly safe bet to, to know what you're getting. So uh, Spencer, I don't have a whole lot else to talk about here. Um, I think we have a couple questions. So let me, uh, you know, uh, let, let's hear it. What are we talking about? Who, who, what type of stuff do people want to talk about on Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman Row and Buyers Auto? I have one question, but it it it's a good one. I will give Oliver Queen. Uh, Oliver Queen isn't that the Green Arrow? Yeah, John Aaron two three eight one. John or Oliver, whatever your name is. Very good question here. For the three players that we have highlighted on the list thus far, a scale of one to 10, how likely is it that each player commits to Ohio State before signing day? So we've okay. got Keonta Goodwin, Xavier Wampa, and Caden Curry. Okay, so Spencer, everyone knows, I hope, that watches us, knows by now that I don't particularly care for percentages. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. Like, I don't think that percentages are in a good way to decide what, you know, so much can happen. Right. So let's just play in or out right now as of today, as of St. Patty's Day 2021 um, with those three players. And I believe... 
that Keontae Goodwin, I'm going to have him as in. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to do this to myself because I said earlier, if he had to choose today, I think he'd pick Kentucky. So I do, I'm going to say out as of today for Keontae Goodwin. I do believe that he needs the visits to happen. If we play in or out here, in or out, in or out uh, in June, then this may be a totally different answer. But as of today, I don't think he'd pick Ohio State because I, I believed him when he said that relationships and where he's been are the most important things. What do you what, what the you gotta, you gotta figure up, finger up? The, the question though was how no. likely do they get a commitment? Does Ohio State get a commitment by the time signing day comes around? I mean, so well, my mind, throws... reader Oliver Queen. <laughs> um, listen, yeah, I mean, it's Ohio State. So I think there's a very real chance that they could get a commitment from all three of them. I would say, I would say that there's a 75% chance Ohio State ends up with all three of those guys in their 2022 class. Okay. I think that's a, I think that uh, those are three players that, the Buckeyes are the leader for on the 24-7 sports crystal ball. They're three players that the Buckeyes have made a priority for a long time. They're three players that have uh, Ohio State recruits have made no, no bones about the fact that they're going after. It's players that Ohio State likes a ton off the field as well as on the field. Um, and generally speaking, there are three players from the Midwest. It's not like you have uh, a whole lot of you know travel to go get them or anything like that. Um, but there's challenges in, in everything. I mean, obviously, again, Keontae Goodwin, for, for that, it's about um, the, the development of offensive tackles and what uh, Alabama consistently pushes on these kids as far as they're, they're developing first-round picks at tackle. Greg Studrara in is, you know, hasn't. That's what, you know, they, they say. He, and, you know, you can look at the numbers the last few years. It's, you know, that's there. The Buckeyes obviously continue to put players in the NFL at the offensive line, but um, you, you don't know exactly how each player – handles that sort of conversation. Uh, Xavier Wampa is, is a player that, um, you know, at, at safety, you might look at Ohio state last year and, and question, uh, do they know what they're doing with safety? There's always things that you can throw out there. If you really want to try to, you know, get kids to, to have second thoughts or, or doubts, but, you know, I, I think Ohio state is in a position, uh, in a winning position right now with all three of them. Um, if I had to choose today, I would say Goodwin is out and the other two are in. Uh, but if, you know, we're talking signing day, I think that there's a 75% chance that all three of them end up in the class. All right. And then we have one more question. Um, it's from at Spencer Holbrook. And it oh. is, uh, Berm, who is next on the list? If we can give a sneak peek into the planning of the Ohio State recruiting Letterman Row chat. Who is next on the list? Well, I think it's a fairly good chance that we've actually already talked about him recently, but we're going to uh, go to cornerback. And I, I think we're going to uh, feature Toriano Pride, who was on Bermanology uh, earlier this week. And I, I think that that's the guy. If you look at his tape, you look at the offers that he has, the, the schools that they're fighting against for him, um, the Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, Alabama's of the world. Um, he's a perfect fit from a, a personality standpoint. The, the word I've heard about Toriano Pride from different sources around different programs, uh, Ohio State uh, and his high school coach, uh, the word I hear is just dog. They, they just, the kid just gets it. And I think when you're at Ohio State losing, um, 
seven banks after this year. I think you need to replace that corner spot. You know that Damon Arnett, seven banks, kind of, you just got to have that guy there. Um, Ja'Kalen Johnson could be that guy maybe as well. I mean, obviously Ohio State loves him, but um, uh, Ja'Kalen's from St. Louis. Toriano's from St. Louis. I, I think that's where we're probably going. I, I think he's a player Ohio State has to get in 2022. All right. Well, there you go. That's the sneak peek. That's the sneak peek everyone needed. Good. Well, that's the stuff. That's the talking stuff. We're done talking the stuff, Spencer. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jim Birmingham. This has been Talking Stuff brought to you by Buyers Auto. Thanks for watching. Please rate, review, subscribe, hit the little bell. Tell us you like us. Tell us you hate us, but just tell us you hate us with five stars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other than that, have a great day. Have a great night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.